Hello, everybody. It's Dave Neal. We have all of your entertainment news in one place today, Tuesday, August 29th, 2023, on Bachelor Rush Hour. All right, where do we begin? What a wild day. It went from a kind of slow week to a wild day yesterday. Hannah Brown announces her engagement, and now we've got uh, a death statement turned hoax. That's right. Yesterday afternoon, after making the podcast in the evening, there was a story pushed by TMZ and all the other entertainment news sites that said Josh Sider, a week one contestant from Caitlin Bristow's season of The Bachelorette, had um, he had ended his life. That's what the statement had said. It was on his own Instagram page. Everyone picked that up. 20 hours later, he makes a video and says he was hacked. Now, we're going to get into the specifics of this story. It's fascinating, if not tragic, but uh, if it if he's still alive, that's a happy ending. But of course, uh, would be a senseless, senseless hoax, either by a random third party or by him. I'm not one to dabble in the conspiratorial aspect of this story, but plenty of people are, including TMZ. They're questioning why, if his account was hacked, he waited 20 hours before contacting them. But you can imagine there's a million things that would go down after your account's hacked. And you, you, I mean, who do you reach out to? You can't get on your social media. How do people know you're verified when you say it wasn't you? Here's what TMZ had said. What Josh doesn't make clear is why it took him 20 hours to address the hack as multiple Outlets across the globe published the story based on the statement. And either way, let's listen to what he has to say. I'm not trying to, uh, you know, victim blame or anything out there, but it is a story that is not going away anytime soon. Here is what here is what Josh had to say after regaining access to his Instagram. As you can see, um, I am alive and well. Um, my account was hacked um, for the last 24 hours. I've been trying desperately to get into it. Um, somebody um, was playing a cruel joke and mocking my mental illness and the struggles I've gone through with depression and suicide attempts. And um, I'm sorry for all the pain they caused when they made that post. Um, I just got back into my account. Um, I am going to do all I can with my team to try to identify who is behind this. But again, I apologize for the confusion and um, I will update you guys as more facts come in. Thank you, guys. Wow, is all I can say, because there are plenty of uh, conversations happening online right now by people that are calling him out. His comment section is down. I made my video, you can go watch it on YouTube, sympathizing and saying this is tragic, who would do this? And there are case studies uh, as of late of people doing this to other quote-unquote internet celebrities. Lil Tay's death hoax, remember her? We commented on this. There was a Instagram hacking of Lil Tay, who hadn't posted in years, saying she had died and her half-brother had died. Then comments rolled in from people saying, they're not dead, they're not dead. And then, of course, a statement came out the following day that she was alive. So I don't know what the hell's going on out there. If I if I ran uh, Instagram or any social media platform that was accused of being hacked, I would for sure expose him if his account wasn't hacked. They should know that, right? They should be able to say, no, nobody has signed in to your Instagram outside of your IP, uh, you know, outside of this area. They should be able to do a little bit of forensic work and prove that his account wasn't hacked if that's the case. Either way, either way, whether his account was hacked or whether he 
has enough of his own issues to fabricate this story, it means he has some things he needs to work on either way. And I wish him the best. I don't think this story's going anywhere. I'm receiving some screen grabs from people that are sharing, you know, comments that he's tried to do things in the past where he's manipulated stories for the sake of remaining, you know, in the news or whatever. Again, it's a heavy accusation to make. These are just comments I'm getting from people out there that, you know, I think we lead with the benefit of the doubt, which, you know, you might sound, this might sound crazy to be like, oh, no, we don't, Dave. It's the internet. We have our shiny pitchforks. But I think with something so serious like this, you want everyone to be a well off. What's important now is that we just like stay patient and wait for more information to come in because we really don't know what the heck is going on out there other than the story itself is false. And we'll probably get down to finding out who exactly is responsible, or maybe we won't. But either way, I'm going to report any information that comes out here. And don't forget, today's Bachelor Rush Hour podcast is sponsored by Microdose Gummies, an incredible entry-level dose of THC that helps you feel just the right amount of good. I normally do my microdosing late in the evening, but I, I tell you what, I, the way that, the way today's going with all the crazy news out there, I might just start it right now. Microdosing helps curb my anxiety and keeps my creative mind feeling relaxed all day long. You know my schedule, content in the morning, stand up at night. The last thing I need is a poor night of sleep, not on my watch. And boy, I haven't gotten a poor night of sleep in a while because after traveling to Seattle and back, I had a little stiff neck, a little indica microdose, we're all set. Microdose is available nationwide. To learn more about microdosing THC, go to microdose.com and use code RUSHHOUR to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. Links can be found in the show description. Again, that's microdose.com, code rush hour. All right, let's go to a different story. It's the U.S. Open, and I think Barack Obama and Michelle Obama cheer on Novak Djokovic at the U.S. Open. But who was sitting right next to Barry Obama? Well, not right next, but two seats over, probably next to his security, was front row of the U.S. Open. It was your boy, Joey from The Bachelor. The next lead of The Bachelor was at the U.S. Open. Of course, he's a tennis pro. Here's what he had to say on the red carpet of the U.S. Open speaking to Good Morning America. Hey, Good Morning America. How are you doing? It's Joey. I know I'm now The Bachelor. Still getting used to that, but uh, I'm excited to be here tonight just to, you know, watch the sport I love. Really excited to see Djokovic, to tell you the truth. Hey, good morning, America. How are you doing? Okay, so just a real a real nothing burger of content there. But either way, it's the Bachelor podcast, and we share the different clips that we have out there. Other people had made TikToks zooming in on Joey and sharing the fact that he was next to Barack Obama. I mean, life comes at you fast sometimes, doesn't it, folks? All right, so today's featured story is actually going to be partially a clip we shared yesterday, but it's the full Us Weekly interview of Johnny Filippo discussing Greg Grippo and Victoria Fuller. We'll have that story for you in a couple minutes. That'll be the back half of the day. But speaking of Bachelor royalty, uh, E! News had posted about Joey and said, now that Joey was announced as The Bachelor, does anyone else suddenly find themselves applying to the show. Corinne Olympios, uh, alumni from the Driving with Dave series and also stars on our new E! Hollywood show, uh, which I don't know what it's called, The Greatest All-Stars, The Greatest Goats, whatever it's called. Uh, she was raising her hand. So, hey, get Corinne Olympios back on the show. Would you guys be okay with that? I would absolutely be okay with that. And in other news, the Golden Bachelor is preparing to introduce the women of the show. That They're going to introduce them all tomorrow, but here's their promo clip. 
Wednesday. The women of the Golden Bachelor. I think what's happening is that they're. I think they're actually adding production costs to the show. I'm not kidding when I say the, the production elements of the Golden Bachelor look higher quality than the actual Bachelor franchise. And normally these spinoffs are actually lower quality. They're kind of just like, oh, we'll throw it out there, whatever. I'm not. Ta- I'm not. I'm not kidding when I say. They are really hyping up this show, and if you you can't see because you're listening, but in this uh, in this uh, little trailer they made there, they showed some inserts of one of the bachelorettes, or sorry, one of the contestants for the Bachelor, the Golden Bachelor, that is. And some people thought it looked very familiar, and that it looked like Matt James' mom. Well, I'm going to go to a spoiler, uh, which uh, you know is a very gentle spoiler, so I think it's okay sharing it since by the time you listen to this, they're probably going to reveal it. But if you don't want the spoiler, just fast forward two minutes. It's not who wins or anything, anything like that. It's who may be on the show and uh it looks like ready folks it looks like it is matt james mom on the show someone said they're releasing the cast for golden bachelor on wednesday and tell me why i think matt james mom is going to be a part of the cast well someone said omg she is my friend works with her and said she's doing the show i didn't realize it hadn't been announced yet so there it is, folks. Of course, Matt James and Rachel Kirkconnell were asked recently about their mom being on the show, and they said, we don't know if she's going to be on it, which is ridiculous. I think it's also surprising that Matt James would let his mom go on the show after his bout with the show, not going as well as he had hoped as far as the edits and all the drama and all the BS that came with it. Well, now we have, I guess, some random confirmation that she'll be on. Tomorrow, we'll have the full cast list. We'll talk about who they are. We'll see if there's any else notable but i thought it was very smart of the casting department to get some cast member alumni like matt james and get his mom on the show talk about incestuous we love to see it all right we've got more content coming your way right after a quick word from our sponsors all right it's a weird day in the bachelor nation world and here's a non-bachelor story to get to do you guys remember tiffany gomez she was kicked off an airplane after claim she saw some like lizard person or something here's a quick clip we have an update from her a lot of people are wondering what she actually claims she saw in the airplane was this just someone losing their mind or was there something in the airplane and again everyone is you know a lot of people are having fun with this story but uh you know all mental uh, health issues in consideration it's a fascinating story so here's what she initially said as she was being escorted off the plane i'm telling you i'm getting the fuck off and there's a reason why i'm getting the fuck off and everyone can either believe it or they cannot believe it i don't give two fucks but i am telling you right now that motherfucker that motherfucker back there is not real so she claimed, and then the camera pans to the other person. Sit on this plane and you can fucking die with them or not. I'm not going to. She said, you can sit on this plane and die with them or not. I'm not going to. And, you know, I, this, I mean, it's like almost like that movie Final Destination. No one wants to be on a plane about ready to take off or, and then, and then that happens. But then she had an apology and then there, she's flying again. But people are, people are either concerned for her health or wondering what the hell she saw. Here's her apology. Hi, everyone. It's me, 
Tiffany Gomez, probably better known as the crazy plain lady, which is completely warranted. As you know, I have been unwilling to speak on the viral video, but I do finally feel that it's time. First and foremost, I want to take full accountability for my actions. They were completely unacceptable. Distressed or not, I should have been, I should have been in control of my emotions and that was not the case. My use of profanity was completely unnecessary and I want to apologize to everyone on that plane, especially those that had children aboard. Now look, I look, if 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 she was having a mere panic attack or some sort of psychological issue, like no need to apologize for swearing. I I don't think anyone really cares about that. But um, TMZ, their question was the you know, the million dollar question, what the hell did you see? So it's a weird story, but finally TMZ caught up with her fly at the airport, flying for the first time since her meltdown. Here's the interview. I mean, I got to ask you, how does it feel to be traveling again, Great. you know, in the airport again a little, after what you went through? A little bit of anxiety, but right. it's been good, yeah. As, are you doing anything differently, like, you know, when, you, when you're getting ready to travel or when you're, was there any, 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 any new techniques you use? <laughs> no. No? <laughs> no. And a lot of people are curious. Yeah what exactly you saw because because you know you were you alluded to what you saw but like we just want to know like you know what yeah. what did you see um i mean thanks for asking that um but i have been told that i cannot comment on it right now i see i see I'm sorry. Are, are you going to like you know have a full kind of interview somewhere or like what's going on what's the deal what's the, the plan on going i feel like it's gonna have to happen yeah um so yes, there will be, there's some things in the works, mostly nonprofit charity stuff, um, but we've really been, I've been trying to like lay low for the most part, but reporters wouldn't let that happen, so. Yeah, well. Like I was somewhat strong-armed into speaking, and uh, now here we are. Well, well, I do, I do want to know, like, I mean, you won't say to me what, what you saw right now. Yeah. You can't All right, you just got her too. Yeah, yeah. Well, but what about, like, what was the reason that you wanted to get off so bad? Um, again, can't speak on that right now. But. All right, so she she's not speaking on it, and respectfully, that's her choice. Her partner, whoever she's traveling with, is trying to get the TMZ guy to leave. She's he's like, all right, well, we've we've had enough here. But you can understand why people are curious. She went from wild like accusations on the airplane, which again could have just been some you know a crazy break, you know, psychotic break or something like that. But here she is. In, in the flesh looking so normal. I'm telling you as I watch this, she looks so normal. So what did she see? And again, the conspiracies are out there that there was some dark spirit or lizard person with eyes. You know, I look, I, I, you, you lose your mind to even consider anything so silly. But why isn't she talking? Why isn't she sharing what she saw? Why is the story not all adding up? And with people just piecing together the videos, that's all they're left to is specul speculating on what it could have been. I mean, they have a flight log of who was on the flight. So do we know who the person was that she, you know, accuses? 
was the one she was beefing with in this whole meltdown. I don't know, folks. I feel dumber for even covering the story, but it's interesting, and the news is covering it. It was, you probably at least heard of the story. Whenever I see a story that's got like people fighting on airplanes, I never want to click on it because it's just sad. I understand that airplanes uh, are sort of a limbic flair for a lot of people. There's, uh, you know, that ca- uh, caged rat theory where, you know, everyone's in these tight quarters and it brings out the worst in people. There's a the fear of flying. So there's all these issues that just make it nasty out there. But this was different. This was a different, unique issue where she claims she saw something and now she's not saying what it was. And uh, you'd think if, if, if she was just having a bad day, she wouldn't keep addressing it. But either way, folks, we'll have more on that story. All right. So as I sh- promised earlier, I already shared a clip yesterday, but here's my full reaction to Johnny Filippo talking to Sarah Heron um, on her Us Weekly podcast regarding his uh, maybe one year anniversary of the breakup with Victoria Fuller. Have a listen. We were good. Yeah. Until we weren't. Until you weren't. Until you weren't. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Here for the Right Reasons, Us Weekly's Bachelor podcast. I am your host, Sarah Heron, and I am live and in studio drinking an espresso martini made by the one and only Johnny DiFilippo. Johnny, how are you? I'm good. How are you? If you guys can't see us, we are <laughs> sitting in the new West Weekly studio with these espresso martinis that Johnny just made. By the way, the studio looks great. As I said yesterday on the podcast, the audio doesn't sound good. They need to work on whoever's running the audio. Not Sarah's fault, but the lighting of the studio looks pretty nice. I think it's smart for them to have it. And by the way, um, hello, why don't you guys call me over and we'll uh, maybe preview the next season of Paradise. I'll, co- I'll come to the Us Weekly studio. If you somehow don't remember, Johnny was, of course, on season 19 of The Bachelorette, season 8 of Bachelor in Paradise, and we're going to dive into some of that, and we're also going to talk to what you talk about what you've been up to now. Right, Johnny? Yeah, let's do it. You got engaged on Paradise. I did. We know that. Yeah. Um, it didn't last. No. It didn't. Um, do you think... <laughs> Do you think getting engaged played a part in any of that? Because there is so much more pressure in the Neil Lane diamond of it all, the engagement of it all. A lot of couples in paradise that are quote unquote successful kind of break up on the show and then get back together in real life. I feel like there's like less pressure. Do you think that played a part in it at all or no? Do you think it would have had the same fate if you didn't get engaged? Probably the same, in my circumstance, probably the same fate. But yeah, the, the, it is a lot of pressure. It is a lot of pressure. But what you- from, from from my perspective as an outsider who wasn't there, I think the engagement has nothing to do with this breakup. I think it wasn't going to save the relationship. I don't think it was going to help it. The relationship was just doomed from the start. You're, when you're there, you you are so like in that world, and it doesn't feel like pressure when you're mm-hmm. there. You know, it just feels right. And then it doesn't really like happen until you leave, and you're like, oh, I'm engaged. Oh shit, like let's. <laughs> figure this out. They got know? to get their phone number. They got to meet my yeah, parents. Yeah, like I got to, that's the, that is so funny. Yeah, we, uh, we had to write each other's numbers down Crazy. at the hotel. Yeah. And then I got on the plane and I got a text and was like, why haven't you texted me yet, fiance? Oh God. And I was like, shit, I forgot. I have your phone number. Like it was. It's- and thus it begins. And as I always say, this is when the relationships actually start. Uh, when you leave paradise, when you then have to worry about the the logistics of, I mean, everyone's falling in love at a beach somewhere, right? But then you got to worry about the logistics of working and, uh, oh, you go to the gym. Uh, you uh, you like to go to the gym. You don't want to hang out with me and you can see people's jealous 
policies and all the other aspects of a relationship. It's only so simple when it's done on Paradise. Now it's the real world, and all of a sudden, and I'm sure she was joking around, being like, why haven't you called me yet, fiancé? But, ah, oh, truth is said in jest, right? She's, all, she's also kind of like, um, text me back right now. Let's share locations. It's just so funny. It's just a different world. It really is. But it's cool. It's like, it's so cool. I enjoyed it. We were, we were good for a little bit. We were good. Yeah. Until we weren't. Until you weren't. Until we weren't. What was your biggest lesson from everything Paradise on? It's been like a year now. Yeah, it has been. Um, I, I don't, I think I've matured so much. I, you grow so much. You really do. And it's not just a show. It's like a big like a weird therapy session in a way and you talk about everything in life and what you want and how you how you want to be treated and how you want to treat others and I don't it, there's like it's hard to like pick out negatives like it you really do walk away with some good oh wow that's yeah, really positive at least I did. yeah yeah some people may have not but I did so no regrets no regrets no regrets Okay, no. that's nice to hear. I feel yeah. like you don't hear that that much. <laughs> no regrets. No regrets whatsoever. Um, <clears throat> overall, obviously, um, Victoria ended up with Greg. It was yeah. it was dramatic. Um, are you surprised they're still together? Mm, honestly, no. Like, I, she really liked him, and she still does. You know, she really did, and it took a lot for her to do what whatever happened. So, she seems super happy about it all, and. You know, good. I'm happy she's happy. Was the last time you spoke to either of them that uh, after the final Rose Day? Or not after the final Rose, but after, after Paradise yeah, or whatever reunion, it was called, yeah, Paradise was Reunion? Time, that was the last time me and Victoria spoke. We had, uh, after the reunion, we had talked for a little bit just about everything that went down, and that was it. We kind of went our own ways, and that's really it. Boy, a lot can happen in a year, huh, folks? A lot can go down in a year, but either way, good to hear. He's happy. Seems to have said, you know, had nothing but nice things to say about Victoria and all of that. So, uh, you know, it, it can be a struggle sometimes when I look at what type of news to bring to you all, because in the end, I want to uplift people and have fun conversations. Uh, but a day like today, I mean, you know, this hoax issue, who knows how that's going to play out, um, stories of breaks up. I mean, it's hard to keep it light sometimes in this world that we live in. Uh, but we're going to try our best to, you know, to bring the energy up and not down, even when talking about sensitive and tough issues. Now, now, it looks like this storm is ha hitting southwestern Florida. I'm just looking at my news right now. Water levels have risen two feet above normal. I hope everyone in our community is okay out there in Florida and everywhere else. Uh, stay safe, and thank you guys all so much for listening. I'll be back tomorrow with another episode of Bachelor Rush Hour. Bachelor Rush Hour.